Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Oh, somebody's trying to be really funny today. Bought a, put a pair of glasses up here for me. If you weren't here a couple weeks ago, I couldn't find my place in the Bible because I couldn't see it. Oh, man. And they even put it to where I talked about I'm going to have to upgrade to 1.75, and that's what they put. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. All right, I'm going to get to the bottom of that. All right. You know, happy Father's Day, and uh, we're going to look at God's Word today on how we can be eternally secure, eternally secure, and what it means to have a heavenly Father and what our, what our Father means to us in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that we worship you on this Father's Day, and Lord, uh, many have had experiences with their fathers that aren't good, Lord, and it's a difficult time, or maybe their dads aren't here anymore. We just pray to know that we are secure in you, our Heavenly Father. And uh, Lord, we, we are so blessed today to no matter what happens, you're there for us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to first look at, at, at John chapter 10 and verse 27 through 30. You know, isn't it interesting in the, in the Bible? God tells us, so I think this is so amazing. God tells us, if you think that you're not important and you think that the Lord, you know, doesn't listen to you or not there as a father or a father in heaven, the Bible tells us in the book of Psalms that God numbers all the stars. Now, if you've ever been to Arizona or in the middle of the Everglades, it is just unbelievable when you look up and just... The thousands of stars that you can see in, the, in, in astronomy and people that are involved with that tell us that, uh, and scientists tell us that there are billions of stars. And God's word says that he not only numbers the stars, but he calls each one of them by their name. Now, if, if God does that for the stars and he created us above everything else, how important that you are to him. And I want you to know that today. And as a believer, God tells us this in John chapter 10 and verse 27. Listen to what Jesus is telling those that follow him, believers. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Let me read that again. My sheep hear my voice, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, I'll get back to that verse in just a minute, but, you know, about 10 years ago or 15 years ago, something like that, I was watching Discovery Channel, and they had a National Geographic special, and it was on, um, it was in the Antarctic, and it had all the penguins, you know? And when I think about penguins, I don't know why I think about Batman. I always think about the penguin on Batman, you know. Not the penguin, the movie in the Batman, but the penguin that was, if you're old enough to remember, pow, wow, and, you know, the one that was on TV, you know. 
that penguin. It was in Batman and Robin, you know? I don't know why I think about it. Every time someone talks about a penguin, I think of Batman and Robin. Anyways, that, that, I don't know why I said it. So there's, all the, there's hundreds of penguins out in the Antarctic, okay? And they're kind of like, it looks like on an island, but it's not really because it's all ice anyways, and there's some water there. And then and the, the guy narrating the, the, the special, the National Geographic for, uh, he's talking about the penguins. And, and I, I never knew what a, a young penguin, I just said they're called young penguins. I didn't know what it, you call a baby penguin, but I guess they called them chicks. I never knew that, but, it's, but anyways, I just call them young penguins. So, you know, and it shows it, and it's so loud. I mean, it is so unbelievably loud as you're hearing this guy in the background, and, and you can't hardly hear him because there's, there's penguins just cackling or whatever they do. And he says this, you know, narrating over it quietly. He goes, and yes, it is truly amazing how that each penguin knows that individual special mother's voice. Even though there's hundreds of penguins here, each penguin knows the sound of the individual's mother's voice. Cackling, whatever. I thought, isn't that amazing? I mean, you have hundreds of penguins there, young penguins and moms and the fathers, so they're all there, and they're familiar. That's the way God made it. They're familiar. Remember, if you can go back long enough ago before there were cell phones, go way back, and, and you probably even have to explain to some of your kids now even what a pay phone is. But uh, if you go back, you remember, now this is when they first came out with, with you had your phone in your house, but you had uh, a message machine. And it would, it would have the message show, but it didn't even show the number, it would, it would just, the people would be on there and they would say, but it, it was always interesting when you would go home and you would hit, you would hit the button on the message machine. And many times it was someone that you know that's in your family or someone that you know well enough, this is what it would say. Hey, it's me. Give me a call back. Now, why, why, was that, why was that like that? Because you're so familiar. You know that voice. No number on there, but you know that voice. God wants us to be so familiar with his voice that what happens? What does Jesus tell us that we're so familiar? He tells us that, 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 all this, that, that we can know his voice, and if we follow him, we're always going to go down the right road. And so he continues and he says, and I give them eternal life. That's where the security comes in, that we have eternal life. We're eternally secure. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. It's amazing what the Lord tells us there. In this crazy world that we're living in today, to know that, that we, can, we can actually live differently. No matter what you're going through right now as a believer, you know that you have hope. 
First of all, how does that work? We're going to go down, we're going to hear his voice, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. You say, well, I don't really know how that works, Dow, so I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But we hear his voice. When you hear the Lord's voice, the Bible tells us there's two things that happen. There's a comfort in that, and there's wisdom in that. Two things, always remember, when you hear the Lord's voice, He's going to comfort you in the middle of the night or as you're driving your car and everything's flying through our mind of all that we're going through or the news that you just heard. When we hear his voice through the Holy Spirit, he comforts us and he gives us wisdom to do what we need to do on decisions that we need to make. Now, how does that happen? Well, Let's go to the Old Testament and let's, let's see an example of how we can use for our own life. Elijah was a great prophet, came before Elisha. And he performed all these miracles and at the same time, he brought judgment in the land. And if, you, if you've read through the Bible or the Old Testament, New Testament, about 75% of the Bible, we forget that God speaks to us in that quiet, still voice only 25% of the Bible, most of that in Revelation and Daniel is where it's thunderbolts and lightnings and judgment comes in and all the different things that happen. And almost all of those are to those that aren't believers. Does God judge? Absolutely. But he comes at us in a different way than what we think. 75% of the time, whatever he's wanting to get across to us in our life, how does it happen? Well, First Kings tells us, and we're going to look at verse nine, or chapter 19 and, and verse 11 in just a minute. But you know, Elijah's background was he had performed great miracles. King Ahab and Jezebel hated him, even though that he would give Ahab, tell him even what to do and what not to do and show him what was right. Jezebel hated him, and, and because he destroyed uh, these prophets of Baal that were idol worship or idol worshiping and, and he had a great victory against them. Ahab goes up back and tells Jezebel and Jezebel says, I'm going to kill him. Now think about that. Elijah just has a great victory. And right after that, the devil comes at him hard. Be careful in your life when you have a great victory because the devil doesn't like that. So what does Elisha do? He takes off. He goes out of the into the desert. And here's what God does when he's out in the middle of the desert in a cave somewhere. Then he said, go and stand. He's talking about to Elijah. God's revealing to Elijah. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And that great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, 
what are you doing here, Elijah? Notice it's a still small voice. You know, when God has to show us the right way and even sometimes reprimand us, it doesn't scream or yell. You know, isn't it amazing that those that, that if we can point back, if you had the kind of father that my brother and I had, that, that he could really get his point across because we knew that he loved us and we knew what he was always trying to do was the right road. And I had, and I've shared this before, not all five of them, but I've had about five times in my life that my dad <laughs> had said to me uh, over the years, is, is when I became a, more of an adult, he said, uh, uh, son, uh, can I talk to you? And I'm like, oh, no, I know, I know that, you know? <laughs> After about the third or fourth time, you know, when I was, uh, son, can I talk to you? And I'm like, oh, no, you know? So, so I'm 18 years old. I turn 18, and uh, my dad, son, can I talk to you? <laughs> okay. So uh, we're out in the living room or whatever, and we sit around where the kitchen table was, and there was a couch and then a TV, so we're at the table. And he says, uh, he said, I just want to take a minute and, and share this. I said, what's that, Dad? And he said, uh, he says, you're 18 now. I said, yeah, I know. I can't believe it. You know, at that time, you think you know everything, right? And uh, anyways, and he says to me, you know, you're going to be responsible for everything you do from now on. You get in trouble, anything like that, police are called, whatever. They're coming to you, not to me anymore. But he said, I want you to know this. He said, no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, no matter how bad it is, if you call me, no matter how late at night it is, I'll come and pick you up and won't ask any questions. I never forgot that. For 40 some years ago, I was 18 years old. See, what our Father in heaven, what the Lord is telling us, what God is trying to tell Elijah here, what the Lord is saying to you today, we're so busy. We hear everything else, but we don't hear the Lord. We're on the computer. We're on Instagram. We're on like, 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 don't like, like this. And why does this person defriend me and this and all this and that? And so we're on so many different things and so much is happening. All we have to do, if you want, you say, Dallas, I really don't hear the Lord like what you're saying, what you're talking about. All we have to do is just to be quiet enough and get all the noise out of our life and the stillness, the quietness of God's voice that through Jesus Christ that you prayed and asked Christ to come into your life, you're familiar with that voice. And you will know, even though you don't have the answers, he will comfort you and he will show you what the next step is. Elijah what are you doing here? I wonder what God is saying to us today. Dallas, what, what are you doing? See, not screaming, yell, but what are you doing? I, I've, given you, I've given you power to know that you're going through a difficult time, but I've given you power to press through this. 
What are you doing out in the middle of the desert? I mean, knowing that I've got something for you to do. And life is not easy. We all know that. But we know that we can have joy and we can have peace. And what we've been through this whole last year, all the different things we've seen that we've never been through. God says, I am here. All you have to do if you want to hear me as a believer, because if he names each star and we're more important than the stars of the billions of stars, you better believe that you know Jesus Christ is your Savior and he sent his son to die on the cross of Calvary. And because of Jesus, he is going to hear you and I. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. We forget that sometimes. God wants to do great things. You know what? If we're not careful, we can go out of here today, and within an hour, we can forget what God has said. That's what's so important about you and I, and that's what, if you come here after, you're listening or you're watching today, I always say five minutes. Five minutes. How much food can you eat in five minutes? It's unbelievable. I think it's July 4th. They have that. It makes me sick every time I see it. That hot dog eating contest, you know? They call it a sport. What is, what is that a sport? I have no idea, but it's on ESPN, and a guy puts down 58 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Something like that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's sickening. Anyways, how much can you eat in five minutes? How much can you? Now, here's the key. When we read this within five minutes, God is speaking to us. This is the Bible, but we forget that it's God's word. And the devil do everything he can to stop us from reading it. Because why? You take five minutes to read it and then take another five minutes and say, Lord, what I just read, what are you showing? What am I hearing from you? With my kids, with my grandkids, in life, with my job, with my health? What are you showing me? And if he doesn't show you right then, see, we're so eternally secure with him, he's going to comfort us because we know that, as the Bible says, look for the blessed hope that's coming, meaning Jesus. Let me close with this last verse. In John chapter 14, Verses 1 through 6. Jesus is getting ready to leave this world. And he's speaking to them, his disciples, about the Holy Spirit. But he also talks about heaven in John 14. Most powerful verses in, 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 the, in the Gospels. In John 14, verses 1 through 6. Jesus speaks these words to his disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, Jesus is going to heaven soon. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way you know, and Thomas said to him, Lord, I, I don't know. Where are you going? And how do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father 
except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, through the cross of Calvary, through the life that he lived and through the perfect life that he lived and through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary, we have access to heaven. Because the Bible says because of Jesus, we can come boldly into the throne room of heaven and find grace in a time of need. You know, I was driving yesterday, and I want to share a couple things with you about that. And, and I pulled up to light, and I, I saw a lady standing on a corner, a cardboard sign. She looked to be about 28, 30, maybe. And she was pregnant, and uh, she had a cardboard sign, and she'd written on it with a magic marker, black magic marker. I'm pregnant, I'm, I'm all alone, and I'm in great need. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I rolled my window down, and because of all of you, I gave her one of the church gift cards, and she was so unbelievably grateful. I said, what's your name? She told me her name. I said, I'm going to pray for you. And uh, because most people that are without other people or, or, that, or that are homeless never hear their name called. And I was laying in bed last night, and it, and it hit me, and it bothered me. And I, and I thought, not where her boyfriend was or where her husband or ex-husband was. That, that didn't hit me. What got to me was, what happened with her father? What happened? Now, let me stop right there because I don't want you to go down this other road. You might have a teenager. You might have somebody in their 20s is a daughter or son or a grandchild that is wayward right now. The Bible says there is no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. So if you have a wayward son or daughter right now, and no matter what age they are, and you pray for them and you live God's way, God says, I will give you the hope that someday that they will come back. So I want you to know that I'm not talking about you in that point right now. I'm talking about that young lady and her situation. Where was her father? Her father had some way not been there. I don't know what the circumstance. Maybe he could have died when she was younger. Maybe he was an alcoholic. I, I, I don't know. Maybe she was abused when she was growing up. My daughters and my son, I would do everything I could. I would give everything that I have. I would never give up on them. Now, if I can say that about her and about my kids and my grandkids, what do you think God feels as our Father in heaven that as we as believers accepted his son, Jesus Christ? Why, well, he says, you're eternally secure. My sheep hear my voice. Hey, it's me. And they follow me. And I'm here to tell you today, as I close, man, I, I laid in bed last night and I thought, how hard would that be?
You know, we often judge people that are out in that situation that are homeless or that are standing on a corner. Oh, they're just going to use it on alcohol or whatever, cigarettes or drugs or whatever. And I try to put myself in that person's situation, how hard that would be to rip a piece of cardboard and write on it and go stand on a corner and watch people come by to see if they will help me. I want you to know today, through Jesus Christ, our Father in heaven will always be there for us. And you and I have the security today for eternity. No matter what's going on, we can look to Jesus and we can quiet our life. And God can speak to us and say, what are you doing here? This is the way I want you to go. I'm here with you. You don't have to fear. I'm here with you. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today and maybe you're watching or you're here and you don't know Jesus is your Savior. We always, whether it's on the airwaves, it's the internet, or whether it's here, we always give what's called an invitation. Ben's going to lead us in just a minute to invite anyone here to know Jesus is their Savior. If you're, if you're watching here and you wonder, how do I do that? As people are praying today, all you have to do, the Bible tells us, because God so loved us, he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, who died on a cross for us, for you and for me. And all you have to do, as Romans 10 says, is whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Or what you've done, no matter where you're at in life, no matter who you are, the day that you pray that prayer, you are secure for eternity. And no one can take you from your Father's hand. You say, what do I have to do then? Dad, I say, all you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me, Jesus, from this day forward. Help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we ask you today, whether it's on the airways or here, as Ben leads us with this closing song today, Lord, we ask that people would accept you as their Savior, and we will give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus... I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.